0: Actually, that song after you get past the first verse fits the rest of the service. So uh, we could have sung it at the end too, but uh, I thought, thank you for that song. Trials hard may oft beset us, crosses fill the path you trace, but a victor's palm awaits thee. Um, You'll figure it out in a little bit. So Keith mentioned that. Some of you might have idiosyncrasies, and if you think, well, it's not me, I'm normal, then it's probably you, Uh, because I think probably all of you have some idiosyncrasies, even me, Uh, probably a longer list than a lot of you. I'll give you the title of what I'm planning to focus on this morning in just a little bit. How many of you turned a light on this morning at home? So what was behind that light coming on? Maybe should have started with the next example, but I'll start with this one anyhow. Did you know that, now you ladies might be a little bit more in the dark on this than some men at least. Did you know that you can't get that light to turn on without a negative? Try getting your refrigerator to run without a negative. Or your freezer. And yeah my wife said that refrigerator sounds like it's about to die out there you need to check on it it wouldn't have made that funny sound without a negative or you can go down to your washer your dryer it won't work without a negative now when we lived in South Carolina They sent a generator, a portable generator that you hook up to the tractor and hook up to the uh, one side of the power pole so that when the electricity goes off, you can start that generator and get power to milk cows and so forth. Because of a, I can't just remember, I think it was a wrong plug and it didn't have a good negative It burned up a few appliances in the house. Let's go another way. How many of you ever tried to jump start somebody else's vehicle just hooking up the positive cable? How'd that work out for you? It don't work. We have electric fences at the farm, and uh, for years, we struggled with keeping electric fences hot. Well, we drove a ground rod, a eight-foot rod in the ground, and hooked up a ground wire to that, a negative to that electric fencer. We thought we had it good. Well I thought I had did it good enough and I drove a little tea stake in the ground about this far and then wrapped the wire around it and I had a ground. Didn't work very good. When we were looking at electric fencers here about two years ago or such a matter and we were talking to somebody that knows what they're talking about with electric fencers he said well for what you're doing you need three ground rods ten feet apart fastened together with a certain weight of wire. So now we put three of those eight foot ground rods in the ground ten feet apart and connected them together. We have a good electric fencer because we had to put more resistance into the ground than what that fence had going out to make it work. So I have at the top of my paper positive or negative. So why is it that we don't like things that are negative? Why is it that we look at the word no as restrictive? Why is it that we want everything to be positive? There's a lot of things in life that don't work if you just have everything positive. And I just pointed out a couple of them. Those same things won't work if you just have all negative As parents, we don't tell our children no because we want to be restrictive. By the way, any of you dads want to tell us why you tell your children no? Anybody want to brave that one? Why do you tell your children no? Because you want to be dad? Okay. Okay. So what's wrong with the mistakes you made? Okay. But some other words, uh, you can learn and get along in life without making those mistakes. Okay. Where I was going was, we tell them no for their ultimate good. We tell them no because we don't want them to get hurt. Now, that's physically and spiritually. We tell them no because we know the direction that that decision is going to take them. So, do we need positives or do we need negatives? I say yes. Now, no, it's not good to have everything negative. At the same time, I don't think it's that good to have everything positive. Now, I got in trouble one time by using an illustration, and I want to be sure that you understand this illustration. In dealing, because I was accused of, of suggesting that we go around and spank our church members, and that is not my point. But in raising children, a pat on the back when that pat is needed a little lower is inappropriate. In other words, that positive approach when discipline is necessary is inappropriate. So no, I'm not suggesting we go around and spank our church members. But, when the church says no, it's not trying to be restrictive. When the church says no, it is looking out for your good. They don't want you to get hurt. They see the direction that you are going. You know, when I was a youngster, I didn't understand some of the things that my parents told me no about. Today I understand them a whole lot better. When I was a youngster, I didn't understand why the church said no about certain things. Today I understand them a whole lot better. So why is it that we have so much trouble just saying no? We wrestle and roll around how to say something, uh, you know, we recommend this or instead of requiring this. Uh, because we don't want some, well, I'll get there in a little bit. Hebrews 12 says this, You have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. And I'm looking at this as the negatives, okay? Now you understand that there are positives, but I'm looking at it this morning as a negative when the Lord chastens us. Verse six says, "For whom the Lord loves, He chastens, and scourges every son whom He receives. If you endure chastening, God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom a father does not chasten? For if you are not chast- or, or, for if you are without chastening, of which all have become partakers, then are you Ill- illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore," We have had human fathers who corrected us, the negatives, and we paid them respect. Shall we not much more readily be in subjection to the father of spirits and live? For they indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them. Dad, you might chasten your son or your daughter a little different. Well, let me put it this way. Uh, Brent might chasten his Son or daughter, a little different than Andrew. But they're both doing it in their minds for their good. That's what it says here. They indeed for a few days chastened us as seemed best to them. But he for our profit that we may be partakers of his holiness. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. And I still remember sitting down with a brother one time. Has no connections here to Strasburg, so I think I can say this. In telling him the benefits of submitting to the chastening of the Lord, if you let it teach you what God wants to teach you, there are many benefits. The negatives become a positive as we let them do its work. So why are we so afraid of the negatives? Now, I didn't just go through and take out every last one of them, but... Thou shalt not occurs 219 times in the King James Version. Now there are a few times where it's human fathers. Uh, you know, you get back in about uh, Abraham telling them, you know, thou shalt not take a wife for Isaac. From here, go back there and get it, get the wife. But the majority of them are God's direction to mankind, to the children of Israel, thou shalt not. So why do we look at negatives so negatively? Now I get to what I've started down a little bit ago, and I figured I better wait till I get to where I have it typed out. I believe a lot of times we weaken our stand when we are not willing to just simply say no. We need to request instead of require. We need to suggest instead of drawing a line. We might hurt somebody if we say no. And yes, we can say we don't want to cause someone to stumble. And I don't want to do that at all. And so we don't say no because somebody might stumble. How close are we to the denomination that said something like this? The scripture will no longer be what decides this issue. We need to find a solution that is less offensive to more people. So we've got to water no down so it's not as offensive to as many people. I think we're going away from the truth of God's word. Negatives and positives. I might need a little help on some things I'm getting ready to say. I'm not very good at writing things down, and if I don't write them down, I'm not very good at recalling them. And some of you heard some of these stories that I'm getting ready to uh, to uh, identify. Brother Joe Miller spoke at Minister Study Week, and the brother has been through some things that I don't know anything about. But I have a couple statements from him that I want to mention. Weakness, and I wrote down negatives, is often the beginning of growth. Now Joe's statement as I wrote it down is, weakness is often the beginning of growth. So a lot of times the things that we look at as negative are the first step in growing. And a couple of the things that he related to us were down this line. When they went to Romania, my understanding is they went there first probably 20 years ago or something like that. They went on a visitor visa, so he couldn't own anything. He couldn't open a bank account. So they found someone that they thought they could trust. They provided the money and had a car purchased in the other individual's name. They opened a bank account in the other individual's name and Joe's put their money in that bank account. They bought a house in the other person's name. They thought they could trust him. Not too long before their visa went out, their car was gone, their bank account was empty, and they attempted to take their house. But through giving them some more, they were able to keep their house. And Brother Keith, or you were there? Is that about what? Something like that. <laughs> um, negatives. All right, and if that wasn't enough, and this next one is where I struggled with. The boy that had his head fused to his shoulder, he fell into something, didn't he? Fire. A fire, okay. I, For some reason, I thought he fell into some boiling liquid. But anyhow, he burned himself. Well, I don't know. But anyhow, he, uh, it happened to his neck I don't think he'll care if I say this, like Brother Mark had happened to his finger, okay? You all see Brother Mark's finger, the way it's curled up? It's drawn together because of being burned. So Joe got at it in an attempt to help this young fella, scrubbed him up to get him ready for surgery. Through doing that, Joe contacted hepatitis A. Two weeks later, he came down with it. Two weeks after Joe got it, his wife got it. To the point that she almost died. And she still suffers effects of it to today. Do we stay or do we go? Too much negatives? And I wish he would have given some years, he said February, I don't know if it was February of 1998 or if it was February of 2003. They got a church building. They were able to, to gain access to a church building to fix it up and use it for services. They had a lot of negatives in their life, but people were watching. When they cleaned that building up and got it ready for services, and they didn't know what to expect, uh, I think probably being from the other side of the tracks or the next village was probably worse than what it is for us today, being on the wrong side of the tracks. When they had their first service, the building wouldn't hold everybody. There were people outside. Because see, those negatives had worked a positive in the life of those people. After he said that, he had another quote. Hard times can be good times if they teach us more about trusting God. Negatives can be Good things if they teach us more about putting our trust in God. And I think I used this illustration of the man that had cancer. And he wanted to be free of that. He wanted God to cure him so he could praise him more. He said, I realized that God wanted me to praise him while I'm going through this situation. God don't need to heal me to prove he's God. And he realized that even after he went through this, if he was given the opportunity to get rid of cancer, but he had to give up that deepened relationship that he had with God, he'd keep the cancer. I didn't hear Joe say that, but I think that's where Joe and Ruth are. They've gained a deeper experience through the negatives in life. We sang a song this morning. I want to refer just a little. You don't need to turn to it. Uh, that we, we sang this. Let goods and kindred go. This mortal life also. And I thought about Joe and Ruth. They lost their car. They lost their bank account. They lost more. Ruth almost died. This mortal life also. The body they may kill. God's truth about is still. His kingdom is forever. John 15, just a couple verses. Pruning the negatives. Make us so we can bear more fruit. John 15 verse 1, I am the true vine, my father is the vine dresser. each branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit he prunes that he, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the words which I have spoken to you, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. So you're bearing fruit. God brings those negative things into your life. So what are you going to do with it? Are you going to run away from it? Or are you going to let him prune that through that negative so that you can be more fruitful? Going back to the man that had the cancer, he said God never promised uh, to take us around the valley of the shadow of death. He never promised to bring us up to the valley and lift us up and carry us over. But he promised to be with us right through the middle of those things. God wants us to be fruitful. God wants us to be more fruitful. You all know we've been through some therapy and so forth, and uh, this that's not the focus. Some of you here remember my dad. He, he learned a statement from therapy that he didn't have to learn because it was the only way he could do it. How many of you have heard the, the statement, up with the good, down with the bad? So when you're climbing a stairs, you always go up with the good foot first because the bad one can't take the strain of lifting you up to it. My dad didn't have any other choice because he couldn't lift himself up with his bad leg. Down with the bad. You go down with the bad one first. If you've got a sore knee, you don't go and... Put that one up on the step first and lift yourself up with it. You take your good leg and lift it up. My dad had a right leg like you wouldn't believe. Because it had to do all the work. So the negatives became a positive. The negatives help us through difficult situations as we let those things connect with what God wants us to do. I've skipped over a bunch. I told Brother Keith I could skip over a bunch. If you want to do some more reading, go back and read Deuteronomy uh, 6, 7, 8. That gives a picture of God telling the children of Israel, Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. And then when you get into the land where everything is going good for you, and you get this that you didn't work for, and you get houses that you didn't build, all this, all those positive things, beware that you don't forget me. So everything positive is not always positive we need some negatives in there too I want to stop with Titus 2 two verses for the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust saying no we should live soberly righteously and godly in this present age